In 2013, I was charged with an alleged offence under the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act. Overall, I spent 17 days in court as a result of this, over almost two years, and came at a significant personal and professional cost to myself. It's almost a full year's annual leaving title with my employer at the time, which meant having to cancel plans and start to build my life around court appearances. My employer treated me like a pariah, and they would have the opinion that I was as good as convicted already and regularly discussed disciplinary action with me. They would suggest I went from accepting the conviction to taking up watching rugby instead. I think they seem to anticipate sending me my P45 in a cell in Berlin. During this time, I was offered a new job with an employer and the role would have been a significant step up in my career, but the offer had to be withdrawn because my case hadn't concluded. I didn't know at the time, but I still had many, many more months ahead of me before I could think about improving my prospects due to this case still hanging over me. Eventually, the case concluded after almost two years and I wasn't even convicted of the alleged offence. But at that time, however, the damage had already been done, I had to put my life on hold, and I suffered the strain of living under the threat of losing my livelihood, as well as my professional and personal reputation. I also spent time in a state of depression, and I have an irreparably damaged relationship with the police, who still seem to approach football fans with the same mixture of zeal and contempt that I was shown. I am a 48-year-old Hibs fan, although at the time of my arrest for Section 2 of the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act, I was 46. I was an active member of my community on the local school board, the community council, as well as working with kids in my area as a youth worker for a project which encourages young people to take part in more sport and lead a healthier lifestyle. In May of 2016, I was at the cup final where Hibs lifted the Scottish Cup after 114 years of waiting. I was there with my daughter and son who are both grown adults. As you can imagine, at the final whistle, we were ecstatic and emotional. This overtook me and I ran onto the pitch to do nothing more than sing and dance. I left afterwards thinking no more about it as there were thousands of others on the pitch and I headed home to continue my celebrations. Three months later in August I was awakened at 7.30 in the morning by the police threatening to break my door down. I opened my bedroom curtains to see police stood out my back green and I answered the front door to three uniformed officers plus two CID officers who informed me that they had a warrant for my arrest. I let them in and they explained that my actions in May were deemed offensive and for this I would be charged with the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act. The neighbours later told me that there were 12 officers in total with four vans and cars. I appeared at court and was given bail which included a ban from Hamden Park. Soon after this, I received a letter from the security officer at Easter Road banning me indefinitely from any games at Easter Road but also from buying tickets for any future away matches. I appeared at court a further three times in February 17, April 17 and finally on the 26th of July 17 all of which cost time away from my work as well as other financial costs. During this time, I struggled with my mental health due to the worry that I might lose my job. I quit my roles in the school council and community council as I did not think it would be right representing these groups whilst I had discharge hanging over me. I was lucky enough to be contacted by Fans Against Criminalisation who helped me financially and also to find a lawyer versed in the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act. Along with him, I was able to compile various clips of film which showed me merely celebrating my team's famous victory in May. He presented this to the Crown, who after months of determination to convict me, finally conceded that it was no more than exuberance. After my final appearance on the 26th of the 7th, 17, 
I was told by my lawyer not to worry and the following day I received a phone call from him to say the charge had been dropped and there was no case to answer. I would like to say I was relieved but on reflection this had affected me a lot, both mentally with stress and the way I had withdrawn from my role in the community. However, I am now moving on and I would like to thank the Fans Against Criminalisation for their help and support through this very trying time. Thank you. Um, I was arrested in 2013, protesting against the offensive behaviour. Um, so I was directly affected, small indirect. I was involved in the campaign against it in 2012 and in the initial run up to 2011-2012. Uh, Ironically, um, when I, I was arrested at the Gallagate protest, um, I was actually there to observe it, I was actually taking part, mainly because I was worried that I was going to get in trouble with the police. I was training to become a teacher at the time, I was actually in operation here, so I didn't want to risk um, losing everything that I've been working towards. Anyway, the cops kind of charged us the crowd, you know, it's well documented what happened, I was one of the people arrested. There was a year-long court case, um, and during the court case I was given a football area ban, um, you know, I was lucky enough to finish my, finish my probation year, but I had to have this conversation with lots of people that I didn't want to have um, about football. You know, people looked at me like I was a criminal, like a thug, um, when I was actually training, training at university. Um, you know, I was unable, after my probation year, I was unable to find any work. Um, it was a real difficult time. You know, I was planning to get married that year. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to get a bit of help from some friends. As well as this, there was a lot of kind of mental health stuff. You know, you were constantly under stress. You were worried about your future. You were worried about everything. Um, it was really weird. It was just a weird time. There's also this real kind of paranoia. It's funny when every time you saw a police officer, you thought you were going to get arrested. You know, you worried what your friends were thinking. Just because of how everything, how the court case was going, it was really, it was not a nice thing to be up, up especially when you've not actually done it. Well, no, you're, what you've been accused of is protesting against something uh, something that's horrible, it's just nuts. So my boyfriend has been charged three times under the Act. The first charge was about a year and a half ago and all three cases are still currently ongoing. For one of these charges, the police turned up but it was on a bank holiday. We stayed with his mum at the time, so you can imagine the panic and how upset she was when they turned up using phrases like, he knows what he's done, it's just best if he hands himself in now. Just really stressing that he had done something terribly bad and making out that the charge was much more serious than actually what it turned out to be. So his mum at the time was crying. She was visibly stressed out, completely white, had to sit down. The police were in her house. The way it was just handled was absolutely disgusting. Um, it made me feel really defensive of him, knowing that actually nothing terribly bad had had took place and ultimately this led to the complete breakdown of the positive relationship that I had had with the police. It's not a normal situation for you to have kind of three ongoing court cases all under this one terrible act. Um, as my boyfriend has also been banned from attending all Scottish football games. It's completely removed him from his social circle and this in turn has just had an absolutely terrible effect on his mental wellbeing and in turn that's affected our own relationship. We're constantly worrying about how this is going to affect his work and being the main earner between the two of us 
we were just worried that actually he might end up unemployed and this in turn would then mean that we would have to give up our flat and we would be left unable to pay our bills. So it's just been an absolute nightmare and continues to be a nightmare um, seeing him take days off work, using his annual leave to go up to court and for these three ridiculous charges, um, it's just been absolutely terrible. Um, it's something his mum is constantly stressing about. She's had to visit the doctors and um, this since kind of been on medication because although you can stress to her that actually the charges aren't too bad and hopefully things will turn out for the best, it's just second nature that she would be terribly worried about him and this just hasn't had a good effect on her at all. I was arrested at a football match in Inverness for allegedly fighting with a friend. I was charged with the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act and kept until long after the match, meaning my bus had to leave without me. I had to get the train home, which cost over £100. After my first court date that myself and my friend attended together, the prosecution soon realised that we were not fighting each other and changed their charge to fighting with a large group of others. Over the course of a year, we had to attend five court dates in Inverness, costing near £100 each time for train travel. We also had to take time off work for this. Once the case came to a trial, the three Inverness police witnesses who said we were fighting with each other were not required and the two Glasgow police witnesses who claimed we were fighting a large mob were called. They were from a specialist unit who wear body cams to the matches but they had forgot to turn them on for the incident and there was no evidence. We were subsequently found not guilty. Thousands wasted on travel and lawyers fees and a year of my career halted. <clears throat> I was charged with the Offensive Behaviour uh, Football Act. Uh, it was October 2012. <sighs> so I think it must have just been a couple of months after the act uh, was in place. Uh, I was filmed at Celtic Park uh, singing uh, <coughs> a song with Roll of Honour, uh, which then led to my arrest outside the stadium, uh, where I was taken to police station in Bridgeton, uh, <coughs> and then held held until the Monday morning. So the, the game finished roughly about five o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and I was held held to the Monday morning. Up at court on the Monday, uh, <coughs> which uh, I was granted bail and uh, the condition that I wouldn't attend any football matches. <coughs> so obviously that that has a big effect, not just on your social life, but financially because you paid for the ticket uh, for the year. So <coughs> so you're almost. Punished before you even reached a courtroom, uh, and then the case lasted about a year. Uh, I, I can't remember, but it was roughly about two sometime in 2013 when, after countless intermediates, countless uh, trials that got adjourned, uh, finally came came to trial, and it was it was actually thrown out. After a match at St Johnston, I noticed that there was a disturbance outside the stadium and uh, that the police were trying to grab and arrest people. 
and I recognised one of the people that was getting arrested. I asked him if I could uh, like find out what the problem was, and I said very politely, "What's the problem, officer?" The deputy match commander then said that I told him to fuck off, and he dragged me back inside the stadium and arrested me and charged me uh, in the hope that he could get a football banning order. Luckily, I was not guilty, and there was no banning order given. I'm thirties, and until the introduction of the act had no contact whatsoever with the criminal justice system and there was really no likelihood that I ever would. Since then I've been charged three times under the Act. The first time I was arrested in front of my family, held and charged and the case was thrown out before it even reached its first court date. The second time I went through a two year long trial only for the sheriff to again more or less throw it out after about 17 court dates and more than £4,000 in legal fees which clearly has an impact on your life. In my case, I lost a job over it, and it severely affected my career prospects and my family life. I actually spent two days of my paternity leave in the, the days after my first child was born, hanging about a courtroom, simply for being a football fan, unlucky enough to be criminalised under a law that really should never have been enacted. It's caused misery to many, and one that the politicians in our parliament must vote to repeal on Thursday. I was arrested a while back under the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act. At a Rangers away match at Kilmarnock. Um, this was my first offence, I'd never been in trouble with the police before. Um, at the game, I was arrested just after half time after going to the toilet. I was taken away by two officers, which quickly turned into six officers as they put me into the car as if I'd committed murder. Um, from there, I was taken to the police station, was dealt with, was put in a cell where I told the officers that I had work in the morning, I couldn't afford to miss my work. They kept me in that cell from round about half nine to ten o'clock until half past five in the morning. They let me out in Kilmarnock's main streets, which I told them I didn't know. Um, I was then had to pay £60 just to get home, which I'm lucky that I'd just been paid that day on the Friday or I wouldn't have been able to get home. Um, from there, obviously I went to court on Monday, which again was a bit of a shambles because I was told to be there for 10am, so me and my father went down to Kilmarnock from Glasgow for the Procurator Fiscal to tell us that the court doesn't open until 2pm. So we went back home, had to spend more money on petrol to get back down to Kilmarnock that afternoon. I had three days off my work, my work which cost me roughly about £450. I was then also £600 just for my lawyer's fees which obviously adds up to around about a £1,000. Um, I was told that I had any more time off the work, I would have lost my job. Uh, so obviously this had a great burden on me. I had family that were disappointed because they thought and were saying things I didn't think you were like that, which I'd known, I didn't do it. And in the end, I was found not guilty. But this is quite a big burden on my life and left me with quite a lot of stress because it took roughly about four months before I was actually found not guilty with every night thinking that I was a criminal I'd been banned from the football without being found guilty um, so I lost about six tickets worth of matches at £25 so it's money I'm not going to get back but I'm glad that hopefully this bill will be flung out and that should be the end of it for young fans like myself. I've been charged three times now under the Offence Behaviour Act of Football. 
My first charge was thrown out the week before trial but still lost countless days at work and pay. My second charge along with two others was because of the colour of our hair. They changed my charge to make sure I was banned from the football. The case was thrown out 30 minutes into the trial through police lies. My third trial is still ongoing. I've lost countless days at work with no pay as I'm self-employed and also down thousands in lawyer fees. It has also affected my family life with police at my home and the financial strain I've been under. The Offensive Behaviour of Football Act has granted Police Scotland further licence to act how they wish without duty or recourse and how they act against football fans, how they treat and police football games. We've had numerous instances, instances where football fans have had their heels clipped, their ears flicked, their scarves tied on their neck. We've seen the videos of police kettles and even St Johnston fans, teenage St Johnston fans, grabbed by the throat and thrust over walls. They've resorted to absolute juvenile tactics in an attempt to try and justify this bill and the behaviour in police and football games. This is all part of a wider picture, I suppose, at a time when police budgets are being cut. They're looking for new ways to justify their presence at football and also the income that they get from football games. This offensive behaviour at Football Act and uh, the kind of wider political mandate they were given by the Scottish Government has, has allowed them to be out of control and kind of there's no way they can justify it in any other walk of life. As a direct result of the implementation of the Offensive Behaviour at Football and Threatening Communications Act 2012, I was arrested on the Gallagate on the 16th of March 2013. While arrested, I was transported to a police station in Glasgow where I was processed and kept for the night. The following morning, I was made to sign bail conditions which banned me from attending regulated football games in Scotland. We then had to attend a pleading diet, various intermediary diets before a final trial. In October 2014, 18 months later, I received a not guilty verdict. During this period, I had to take many unpaid days of leave from work for something I was accused for which I was later found not guilty. Senior policemen during this time and MSPs lined up one by one on the TV to tell the public that they would receive convictions and that when convicted and found guilty they would present evidence in the form of CCTV to show the public just what happened that day. Following the not guilty plea, this evidence was never brought forward because this evidence did not exist. Since then, I have been harassed while travelling to and from football matches up and down the country on numerous different occasions, and I have seen the police's repression become worse. Police at my door at 6 in the morning or Friday morning, arrested and charged under the Act. Held till 2 in the afternoon, nearly lost my job due to being AWOL from work on that day. I was there, banned from games for over a year, only for the case to get dropped in the day of court. So it was over a year and a half, dragged through courts without any charge, never having any dealings with the police before in my life. I was charged under the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act, and I had to hand myself into the local cop shop after six of them came to my house one morning. I wasn't in, I'd already left my work. They also tried my parents' house when they couldn't reach me here. I hadn't stayed with for over 10 years, causing my parents much distress. 
Once charged at the police station, I was told it was a quiet Monday night, so I'd been in and out as quickly as possible. I was kept in for over six hours. They also strip searched me. My overriding memory from that time was having to tell my work and the worry that caused. I felt judged and guilty in my boss's eyes, even though I hadn't been tried yet. I was told if found guilty, I would have to find a new job. I was refused legal aid from my lawyer and also had to use all my holidays from work to attend court. Over two years the case lasted, police lying on nearly every occasion I attended court. The, the case was eventually thrown out in the end up. I have had two unfortunate experiences off the back of the Offensive Behaviour Act. The first was in 2012, not long after the act had been put into practice. Two plain clothes police officers showed up at my house at half seven one morning asking for my partner who had already left for work. I explained that my partner was not at home and when I attempted to inquire as to why they were looking for him, one of the officers became aggressive which resulted in him calling me a fucking arsehole. I can't start to explain the anxiety and fear I had for not only myself but my son who was only four at the time and within a year shot of this. After the police left, the one who had sworn at me returned alone to apologise. I discussed with my partner about making a complaint about the police over this, but we were put off over fears of further attention, if not towards myself, then towards my partner from the police. My partner was accused of an offence under the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act, a charge he was acquitted of after attending court on 17 occasions over an 18-month period and at a cost of over £3,500 in legal fees. This has put tremendous mental and financial strain on our young family and it has also greatly impacted my partner's relationship with his employer due to work days missed to attend court. The other time was at a match in Aberdeen at Pataudry Stadium. I had experienced police using cameras to film crowds before but on this occasion my ticket was for a seat three rows from the front and on the track side in front of two police officers were standing. One of them operating a handheld camera. Due to my position, the police officers were no more than five metres from me and it felt as though the camera was pointing straight at me. I presumed they would move once the match started, but they remained there for the full first half of the game with the camera pointed in my general direction. Add this to the fact that they were obstructing my view the entire time. It caused me to move to the back of the stand during the half-time interval to an area which was not allocated to me. This in turn caused issues with the stewards who involved a police officer. I was told in no circumstances to return to my seat or be thrown out of the stadium and even threatened with arrest. I'm Jay, I'm a Motherwell fan, have been since the early 90s um, and I'm also a member of the SNP and have been for the past 17 years. Um, but party affiliation, you know, just doesn't come into this. Um, the OBFA is an incredibly poor piece of legislation. We've seen over the last six years that it's completely unworkable. The grey areas that it creates, the, the atmosphere it almost creates, the relationship between police and fans. You now have a situation where every football fan is a potential bigot. Um, and anything that can be deemed offensive in inverted commas can be used to justify arrests, heavy-handedness, you know, searches and all the rest of it. Um, and of course, additional to that, the, the legislation has done pretty much nothing to actually tackle sectarianism since its inception. Um, in fact, from my own personal experiences over the, you know, the last six years in particular, I would argue that sectarianism is worse in Scottish football since 2012 than it was prior to it 
And I think for me that kind of just sums up how much of a failure the OBFA has actually been. Um, the, the legislation and the lack of clarity it possesses ends up in some really ridiculous scenes that just would not have happened if that relationship and atmosphere wasn't in existence in the first place. The best example by a clear distance for me as a Motherwell fan has to be St Mirren Park in 2013 um, when the police were able to just go completely over the score for absolutely no reason in particular or, or, or very minim minimal reasons. There was kettling, there was the manhandling of young Motherwell fans, there was the threatening of the parents of the young Motherwell fans if they happened to be at the game as well. And backup was called in from the nearby Lib Dem party conference at the SECC to just complete this absolutely shambolic and ridiculous scene in Paisley that day. Um, and for me, that's a perfect example of just how the OBFA has basically turned football grounds into a place of suspicion, confusion, and some scenes that are just absolutely laughable. Um, so SNP member or not, when the OBFA is rightfully repealed, which it will be, um, I'll be delighted.